Hello, my name is Anthony Hines. For the last many years, I've tried to share my experiences in the workplace in order to help people gain in their career, as well as help job seekers who were in need of some sort of direction or also some confidence. Okay? I have many tools out on the internet. I have a YouTube channel. It's called the Anthony Hines Job, Career, uh, Job Search and Career Help Now page, as well as the, as the same type of name, a Facebook page and a LinkedIn group. Please check them out, as well as feel free to email me at ahines, H-I-N-E-S, that's A-H-I-N-E-S, 00001 at gmail.com. That's ahines, that's A-H-I-N-E-S, 00001 at gmail.com. Today we're going to talk about my journey. We're going to talk about why I do what I do. And you will understand at that point what drives me and what makes me so passionate about helping people. Okay? First of all, I'm a long-term IT employee who's worked for major companies. I've worked for ADP, the payroll people, who gave me a lot of my basic training and, and it really helped to build my career. I worked for Star Market, which is a large New England supermarket chain. I also worked for Division of Time Warner, which was Little Brown, which later became a division of Hachette Book Group based in France. I also worked at Aubon Pond, the restaurant chain on the East Coast. I did contract work there. And I also and now and I worked at Verizon, as well as National Grid. What I want to tell you is this: in the early part of my career, the biggest mistakes I made were the fact that I always believed that the company would take care of me. I, like everyone else in my generation, were brought up on the belief that if you were loyal to the company, the company would take care of you. And that worked for many years. Until about the early or mid-2000s when the rules changed. And that was because companies began to understand, in my opinion, that they didn't need as many employees as they had. And that if they kept all these employees, their medical costs were going to go crazy because all these employees were going to get older. Uh, I don't know this to be a fact, but I do know that the cost of having employees was a real big cost for many companies. So at that point, I believe that companies really began to understand that they don't need all these employees. And that through automation and innovation, they could do work, they could get the work done. And then over time they learned that if they just keep giving people more tasks, they could really maximize their effort and that people in order to keep their jobs are gonna work really, really hard 
and be overworked, which is what happened at a lot of times when there was high unemployment in this country. People found that they were being overworked because they really had no choice, so they had to stay. But because I, I felt insulated and because of the fact I worked at large companies, I always believed that the company would take care of me and that if I just did my job, everything would be fine because that's how it worked out for my father and that's how it worked out for a lot of the older people that I'd seen. And then everything changed. In 2009, late 2009, I basically came to work one day. At nine o'clock, I had a desk. At nine o'clock, I had a beautiful office on the first floor of a large building in Boston. And at 10 o'clock, I had nothing but my phone because all of my email access and my system access had been turned off. And I had boxes on my desk because by the end of the day, I had to fill all the boxes myself and be gone from the company that I had spent many years and have the fact that all of my items I had to bring with me. And so what I had to do was fill my own boxes and be gone from the company while I also had a staff of six that had tremendously low turnover who loved working for me as well as for the company basically crying outside my office as I was packing up to leave. So not only did I have to manage myself, my own emotions, and the physical aspect of having a situation where I no longer had a job, but I also had to manage their emotions because at that point they had another boss and they had no notice of this coming. Now, layoffs have since changed since that since that's happened to me, but I will never forget the feeling that day of having that situation and having at one point, as they say at nine o'clock, everything in my life completely organized based on how I develop my staff and my process and my department to having 10 o'clock where I had absolutely nothing except a phone that worked. And I remember in between uh, packing my boxes that day, thinking about people that I had to call to tell them I was no longer with the company and to wish them luck. And that's what I did. I had to look up their phone line on my paper directory because usually I would talk to them either by uh, IM, instant message, or by email, so I didn't, I didn't always know their phone. I had to go find all that information. So that said, I was one of 25 people that went out of, seven, out of 75, so it wasn't just me, but there was basically a moment within the entire company that was very close and at a company that was really doing well, a moment where the heart was ripped out. And I was in the middle of that. 
So, all I can tell you is that not only, as I say, I had to manage my own emotions and think about myself, but I also had to manage my staff, which is something that I know that people that are managers have thought about because they had to do it as well. When you're an individual contributor, you just think about yourself and everybody else kind of goes back to work. But what happens when you have staff is that they're devastated and now you have to manage that. I will never forget that feeling. And the fact of the matter is that how I felt that day is part of the reason why so many years later I continue to help people because I never want people to have that feeling. That feeling that they have nothing. Okay? That feeling that they don't know where their next job opportunity is going to come from. That feeling of having complete control of your life at one minute and then the next minute having zero control while also having to manage the emotions of other people. So, I will say this, luckily for that day, I did not take the train in, which was a hour train commute from my house, and then now just struggle with boxes on a train. I happened to drive in that day, so I had my car, and that which was lucky, just plain lucky, and I was able to pack my own car as people were coming to my car and crying to me about how sad it was that I was no longer going to be there. All I can tell you is when people were crying, that told me how much I meant to people at the place, but it also was something else I had to handle. Okay? Um, Obviously, the company goes on and I go on. I subsequently had uh, an event right after I left, maybe a month later, where people that I knew said to me, oh, uh, Anthony, just come in and see us for lunch. You know, we miss you. And reality was that as as much as I felt I wanted to do that, it was a real struggle for me because of the fact that after the lunch, I had nowhere to go. Basically, I was going to go back on the train and go home. Most people were going to go back to work. That's something that people that have not been through a layoff do not comprehend the fact that their routine does not change, but your life is completely changed. And as much as they may call you quickly, you know, right when it happens and say, oh, come back and come for lunch or, or the like because they feel bad, they don't get it because they're not going through it. They don't know that you're not going to get that bonus that they get. Well, you're not going to care about the project that they're going to be on. Or you're not going to really care that the company had better sales or had a big product or the like because you're not part of it anymore. They're a part of it, so to them, it's no big deal. But what happened was uh, when I went to in to see a few people at lunch, little did I know there was a meeting in a restaurant that had 45 people there that though I gave a speech and I thanked them all for coming and I also talked to people about 
making sure they took care of their own career. I'm looking out in the audience and I'm seeing people just um, extremely emotional. So though I'm trying to give a speech and though I had no job, I'm watching people be extremely emotional at this so-called celebration. As I say, I was one of 25, so it wasn't just me. But I never forgot the emotion that I saw and I felt at those two occasions. I must say, having those people at a surprise thank you lunch was inspirational, but it was also pretty tough because at the end of the lunch, I had to get back in the train and go home, not knowing where my job would be. And those people could go back to work. And though it was great intentions, I will never, I will never forget how that felt as well. Because there was really, really, for the person who was unemployed, there was really, really, really a sense of fear, a sense of shock, and all of the emotions that go with real negative events that occur in your life. There's been talk that people feel that a layoff is like a death in the family and it takes uh, almost two years to get over. But I'll tell you this. What I learned was once I left is I just kept telling myself that when I get back on my feet, not only will this never happen to me again without preparedness, but I will help as many people as I can to get through it. Because even then, I believe that an experience not shared is an experience wasted. Okay? That moment, or those days after, taught me about the fact that my career was my responsibility. And you will hear me say that in all of my podcasts. That your career is your responsibility. I learned that day that companies are companies and it's all about business. And that though people matter to them, once you're paid at the end of your pay period, the handshake has been completed. And once you get paid and once you do your job and versus getting paid. Nobody else really has anything that they're responsible for for you because they've paid you. And that's the handshake of business. We pay you for the hours you work. So at that point, when I went home, I worked with my transition company, a Boston-based transition company that I highly recommend, that my company that I left had paid for and paid big money for. And I worked them as much as I could because I understood that my transition company was there to help me rebuild. So I worked with them, but I re because it was one of the longest unemployed times and one of the toughest times, I had one interview in 13 months. That's right one interview in 13 months. I networked every day. I was out on LinkedIn all the time. I worked myself hard during my transitional period. I went to networking sessions. I did everything I could. 
and I had one interview in 13 months. What happened was I realized the value of certifications. I was at a networking event and somebody was talking about the value of getting a project management certification. And then I saw that everybody in the audience were hooting to this person saying, this is crazy, you don't need certifications. And at that point I signed up because I said, if all of these people believe that it's not of any value, they're no longer my competition. So I'm signing up and I'm gonna get this certification. So I went through the program and took the test and had my ups and downs with that, but finally got certified. At that point, one of the people that I used to work with called me because they saw I was certified. And they said to me, Anthony, I got a four-month project. How would you like to come and do it for me? And at that point, I said, okay. Because when you're unemployed, if you even get a contracting job, the clock resets. People look back, they see you're working, they say, no, it's working. And they are less apt to really talk about your time unemployed if in fact you're doing contract work. So a great way to come back is to do contract work just to get you back in the game. At that point, once I was working, suddenly people were calling me a lot and people really wanted me to come to work for them. But I thought about this. This person, a great guy that I worked with in a previous job, called me when nobody was calling me. So I was loyal to him. And though I believe that a company is loyal to themselves, I, I, I really believe that I was going to be loyal as long as this person wanted me because they called me when nobody called me. Okay? When I was at my lowest point and nothing was really working for me, though I was following all the rules and doing everything I could, I realized this person called me, so I was loyal to them. And I stayed through that contract, and at that point, other jobs opened up to me and I was able to move on and, and the like. But what it taught me was that my career was my responsibility. So, at that point, once I got another full-time gig, I just started getting certifications that, and education that the company was paying for. Education and certifications that I was eligible for because of previous work experience that I had never validated. And I began to see every job as a bus stop in life and not the desert island that I would retire to. So I said to myself that I'm gonna maximize my time at these jobs and do what I can to really build my own career and build my own qualifications because I never know when it's gonna be over. That has served me fantastically, so to speak. That have served me very well because the fact is, if you're doing your job, your company will be more than willing to do something for you as long as it's company related. If in fact you can do that, you're only helping your own career. Once I was able to get my jobs and get moving, I started documenting everything I did 
to get a job because I was driven by the fact that no one was ever going to feel that feeling I felt when I had nothing. When I sat in my office that was no longer going to be my office in less than eight hours and had nothing but a telephone and had no access to any system and nothing to be able to work with. Okay? I said to myself, no one's ever going to feel this feeling again for as long as I live. So that's what I did. And that's when I started documenting and I started thinking about other situations. I built PowerPoints. My documents are available to me by, by looking at the link on my Facebook page, on the About page. Go to the bottom of the page, it'll give you the link to my, my documents. One of the documents is 60 pages, and it teaches you how to rebuild your confidence in the workplace. I gave, I've sent those documents to, to hundreds of people around the world. Hundreds of people that either read them and got nothing out of it, read them and got some, some confidence out of it, or read them and got jobs out of it. I can't guarantee it's worked for everyone, but it's worked for some because I got some emails back. And it's worked for others because they sent other people to me, which continues to happen today. At that point, I began to build PowerPoint presentations that are on a site called SlideShare, S-L-I-D-E-S-H-R-E dot net called SlideShare.net. And they're the Job Search Survival series that talks to you about how to survive a job search as well as deal with other things in your career. Those are over, there are over 40 PowerPoints that you can go out and look at. I also have created podcasts and videos on YouTube on the Anthony Hines Job Search and Career Help Now page. Basically that channel. And so my point is that I've also maximized LinkedIn to where now LinkedIn considers me a subject matter expert in job search. So all I can tell you is this. You cannot always control the event, but you can always control what you do with it. Ask some of the greatest people who have helped many people people that have been inspired and they'll always tell you that a very significant emotional event occurred to them which made them do what they now do passionately. That significant emotional event called C that I got in the class, significant emotional event, you can always control your reactions to that. So, though I got my career on track, I never thought that was enough. That's what really drove me and drives me today to help people to get their next job while also helping people currently working so that they'll never be in that situation again. Okay? PowerPoints, podcasts, LinkedIn group, LinkedIn presence, subject matter expert, 
Facebook page. All that happened because of a moment that I will never forget that at the time seemed very negative. I will tell you this, people. LinkedIn has certain groups or discussion groups that they they give to people that are, are paying members that are on that are unemployed or join their job seeker group. For two years, that's right, two years, upon sign up, LinkedIn was sending people to my job search survival presentation. How to take control of your search right now. That's correct, people. For two years, people from LinkedIn, when they signed up for their paid membership, were being told to LinkedIn to go check out my presentation. And today it's called the Take Control of Your Career Now. Um, and that's under the Job Search Survival series that's on slideshare.net. I send people now to my podcast. I send people to my groups, my group on LinkedIn, my Anthony Hines Job Search and Career Help Now group on LinkedIn that has thousands of members. But the PowerPoints are great too. And they're really going to help you because everything I share with people is from my experience. Because I've had a 40 plus year career, I've gained a lot of experience. I've worked for bosses that were great, bosses that I myself was terribly saddened when they left, and other bosses that were extremely challenging that made me extremely anxious when I went to work every day. But I always learned from every one of them because I either learned what to do or what not to do. And that's what I learned from every boss I worked for. And those are the experiences that I share with people. I'm putting this podcast together today so that people understand why I do what I do. Because if you just listen to the stuff that I give you, you say, gee, that's great, but you know, maybe you should just get a life and get a job and go on. Well, let me tell you, people, I never want anyone to feel that feeling again that that sadness that, that people who've been laid off have felt and they all know who, what I mean by that that despair and that feeling of oh my god this is not a dream what am I going to do if you go out to my Facebook page on the about section you're going to see a checklist or if you email me I will send you another checklist that checklist tells you what to do and gets your career back on, your, your job transition back, um, path back on track. Because by creating a checklist, it's manageable for people so they're not overwhelmed. You have enough things that overwhelm you. You don't need me to overwhelm you. Some of my podcasts have a nominal fee, but this, it's not the thousands of dollars that career coaches judge people because people that are desperate for career coaching, they, uh, they'll do whatever it takes to get a job because they, they don't want that feeling anymore. 
And sometimes career coaches can really, really take a lot of money from them. I'm telling you, people, what I give you is going to help you. And it's not going to be thousands of dollars. It's going to build your confidence and build your hope. That's my objective. I don't get you jobs. I get you confident so you can go get a job. I give you people. I give you resources. I give you hope. And I give you the ability to be confident again. Because remember, just because you don't have a routine now, or just because you just, you've been knocked down or really pushed back, doesn't mean you can't rebuild it. What I've told people is this. Just see it as a spider web that's been kicked. Okay? And what does a spider do with a spider web that's been kicked or broken? They don't get angry. They just rebuild the web. That's what you got to do. Use my tools. Use everything I give you. I, You have everything there. Believe in yourself because no company is going to believe in you until you believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and rebuild your web. Okay? I did it. I'm proud of it. I continue to help people day in and day out. And I get tremendous emails and a lot of texts and, and thank yous from people because they're basically people that are unemployed are the basic large group of people that a lot of people don't talk to and they don't really reach out to. And it can be very, very tough. My stuff will rebuild you so that you can go out and get your own new job. Remember, people, the next job you get may be the best job that you've ever had. And I, though I will never tell you that a layoff is a blessing, you have the ability to make it a blessing by getting another great job and re, refining your skills. This is all within your abilities. Okay? And my, my tools and items are going to give you some direction and some ability to know where to start to get yourself moving. You've been a success before. There's no reason you won't be a success again. No reason at all. The only reason may be that you are not seeing yourself as part of your solution. Finally, I'll tell you this. Every job you work at, when that job is over, you really have to ask yourself, what could I have done better? And take that with you in your next position. Okay? Today was a, today's podcast was a little bit different because I talked about me. And I talked about why I do it and why I drive it. Now you can understand what makes me so passionate about helping people. Your career is your responsibility, people. I really want to end unemployment one person at a time. Please spread the word about my podcasts. They're located on podbean.com. Come and join my LinkedIn group called 
the Anthony Hines Job Search and Career Help Now group. Check out my YouTube page. Anthony Hines Job Search and Career Help Now YouTube page. And most importantly, check out my Facebook page where on the under the About page, you will see all of my tools and links to everything. The Facebook page, again, is the Anthony, Anthony Hines' Job Search and Career Help Now page. Thousands of people are linked to me. Thousands of people are have liked my page. Thousands of people have followed me. The numbers don't matter. I'm interested in fixing people or helping them to cope one person at a time. Because if you take care of the one, the thousands take care of themselves. I hope you found this um, podcast to be useful, and I hope you spread the word. This podcast will always be free. It'll always be out on my podcast area on YouTube, as well as on my area on Podbean. So people will understand what I'm trying to do. Because with everyone's help, we can end it. And we can really get people back to work and help people feel better about themselves. This is not about me, people, though today's podcast was. This is about everybody helping each other to get back to work. My name is Anthony Hines. For the last many years, I've done what I could to help people with their career and to get through the terrible challenges of the job search transitional period. I look forward to working with every one of you to help you by me sharing my experiences. And I look forward to your feedback at A-H-I-N-E-S, that's A-H-I-N-E-S, zero 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 one at gmail.com. And I hope today's podcast has really helped you because that's my objective. And that's all I try to do every day. Have a great day. And remember, everyone, your career is your responsibility. No one else's. Bye now.